following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McRae, and Nui Scruggs. Hi, everybody. It's Monday. That means it's time for the Plays Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com. I'm Nui Scruggs, longtime Cowboys reporter, joined by two former Dallas Cowboys players, Danny McRae and Barry Church. All right, the Cowboys show fight. They showed some guts. They lose to the Steelers. But it was all the way down to the last second of the football game before it was decided. Cowboys lose 24-19. And let's go ahead and get this on out the way. Barry Church seems to think that that you know he really was you know so close that he wants his kudos here. So let's give it to Barry here. Church had it 24 to 14 Steelers. I had it 38 13 Pittsburgh. D Mac had a 42 to 10 um, Steelers. So go ahead, Barry. Go ahead and take a big kind of victory lap because you got the spread right. Man, I mean, look, I'm, I'm not going to gloat too much on this beautiful Monday. Um, you know the you know the the breeze is flowing out there. The sun's out. You know, I wish I would have got on the golf course today. That, this was a perfect golf course day. But it was, a, it was a little hectic morning in the church household. We had to go to places and get passports and all this other stuff. So we're moving and shaking a little bit this morning. But, uh, you know, it, it's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day. And, Nui, you bring up Nostradamus. You know, I, I wasn't going to say nothing. I was just going to, you know, let the show go. But, oh, yes, you were. Yes, but, you were. But since you, you, but yes, since you, you brought, you know... Since you brought up my, 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 my superpowers I have, you know, I had to take it to the spread because usually, you know, I just guess the win losses. That's where my powers end. But, you know, McCray and, 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 and the captain of the haters club, Nui over there, they always, you know, talking about, no, the spread, the spread, the spread. I was like, all right, you know what? Let me go ahead and take my powers to the spread. So I, I did it. You know, I had to do what I had to do. I knew what was going to happen in this game. I knew that the quarterback was going to be able to lead us to a close game. Now, I had it wrong. I thought Cooper Rush was going to be the guy to lead us to a close game, but it ended up being Garrett Gilbert. And I wish we had the playback of last week because what I said, and you guys both laughed at me. Y'all just said, this dude's crazy. But I said the only way the Dallas Cowboys would have a chance is if they spread these guys out all over the field and let the, the quarterback throw the ball down the field, throw a vertical, and attack the secondary. Everybody laughed. Man, they can't block that front, man. You're crazy. They're going to get destroyed. You talking about throwing the ball. <laughs> I just said, okay, all right. You know, We'll see what happens. And, and lo and behold, Garrett Gilbert I, went out I, there, just executed the game plan, executed the game plan precisely. I got to give kudos to my boy K. Moore because he, he, came, he, came he came to play the other day. He, he, he dialed it up nicely. He had a nice balance of running pass, but... Overall, I mean, it, it was it was a it was a day for Nostradamus. You know, that's all I got to say. Are you done? Well, how, are, are you how done? How long did that go? How long did that go, boy? Are you, are you done? Now? <laughs> what are you, you talking done? about? You, see, I wasn't even gonna bring it up. I was not gonna go ahead. I was gonna sit here and just say, you know what? Let me uh, chalk it up. But Nui, you know, Nui, 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 do, you it up. Your, do you have your notepad, Nui? Yes, I do. Nui, get do that handy dandy notebook out. Right. So, 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 get that handy dandy out. So, to that. To that, to that horrible record that Church has, because since he's Nostradamus, just add a one to the to the to the win column so, and, and see if so that I puts say, him anywhere near five hundred. So put did him, I did not put the, him anywhere to? Nui, did I say six and ten at the end of the season? 
did you say six and ten? Let me go back to the the November November when we six, when we six. did when we did the reset. I believe I went six yes. and ten, and y'all laughed at my record. And I gave y'all the wins that we gonna get. <laughs> I gave y'all the wins we gonna get, and y'all talk about y'all sat there laughed at me. I'm telling you, it's coming. I'm still laughing. Garrett Gilbert's coming. I'm still Garrett laughing. Gilbert is coming. I'm still laughing. What are you, what hey, double, double G, double G, he's coming, man. Just just wait on it. Just wait on it. Just Listen, wait on it. Nui, 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 Nui. Remember, yes. remember, 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 as Church is talking, what he specifically said was, the only way that we go 6-10 is if Andy Dalton is starting. If Garrett Gilbert or Cooper Rush or any of those other guys are out there, then the bet is off. That is exactly what I can he said. See Word I said I was wrong about the QB. I said at the beginning, at the beginning of my, at the beginning of my little speech, I said, you know, I was wrong about the Q. I said I was wrong, but you know, hey, Gilbert Grapes, he's coming through, man. He's good old so Gilbert, changing, man. So he's coming through. So you changing? So, so you changing your bet now? So you changing? The, you changing the whole the whole thing? Because it's just like the I'm third just saying time six change. and ten. I'm just saying six and ten. That's all I'm saying. That's all yeah, I'm saying. It's six and ten. That, that's it. Something, that's all something else. Good old Gilbert you know, coming through, man. Texas own. He's coming through. It, it's six and ten for for, for for church. Four and twelve for DMAC. I'm sitting here at uh, three and thirteen. Now, mm-hmm. um, Barry, you did put a qualifier on all these on all on, on the six wins, and so now is the qualifier off? Okay, is the qualifier <laughs> off? Or is it let me know. So we, all right, 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 I'm, I'm going to tell y'all where it's at right now. I'm gonna, I got the feeling, you know, Gilbert is going to go out there the rest of the You can't take this away from him, Nate. If they go out there, look, I know what I said about Andy Dalton. I said Andy Dalton gave us the best <laughs> game. But that's before, that's before I sat there and looked at Gilbert the other day. That's before I sat Gilbert. I told Church. y'all I was wrong. Before, uh, I was back before I this speech, I said I was wrong. Since your last season. <laughs> you ain't backpedaling this message. You was out there on the field. I, I well, you on, one, like on one topic. On uh, one topic, I backpedaled and you said, back- hey, I was wrong about the quarterback. That was it. Okay. Church, can I, can church, I church. Uh, wait, well, my bad, it. Church, you backpedaled. You reversed on the Kool-Aid. That, that's a straight backpedal. All right. I now said 6 and 10. On, I went from 7 and 9 oh. to 6 and 10. You started off the whole season with me and you saying that the Kool-Aid and Nui need to get off the Kool-Aid. It don't make no sense. And then you backpedal and then you sip the Kool-Aid. That, that, that was the beginning I told of y'all what happened. Me and Big Mike, me and Big Mike sat down and had a conversation. And that, you know what? From okay. that conversation, I said, you know what? We got a chance. And now we're going to go 6 and 10. I don't know if we're going to win a division. I might be wrong about that, but they're going to go 6 and 10. So that's another backpedal. All right. Because <laughs> you're supposed to win the division. <laughs> <laughs> I man, this guy, he just trying to switch everything. It's a new day. It's a new day. All right, it's a new day. Let me get let me get my number three jersey ready. All right, we did lose. Y'all we did lose. It, 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 it never felt so good to lose and, and so good to be wrong. So I'm gonna take that. I was right about Gary Gilbert. I did not have confidence that Kellen Moore would come out and get some quick passes out there and get everything started the way he did. I don't. I wouldn't say that he, you know, aired it out and threw it down the field as much as Church said. But he got him rolling with some quick passes. He was able to hit the tight end. He was able to hit Amari Cooper. They got the ball into his hands, and you saw the impact of what was going on when you did that. Zeke came out there. They fooled us a little bit, making us think that he wasn't going to play. And you know, he came out there and did what he had to do. Tony Pollard showed up. The defense showed up. These guys came out there and they played hard. And I told you that you can eliminate a lot of mistakes by uh, by giving 100 effort. And they were able to do that. So 
I was wrong. I am happy about being wrong. And I, I'm not crowning us, you know, the NFC East champs based off this game because I still have some thoughts about what happened with the Steelers. But I am happy that this is how we're going into the bye week. And it's, it's, it's weird to say that after a loss, but the way that this season is going, I'll take it. Church, I'm going to give you some breaking news. You ready for it? You ready for it? It's on Garrett Gilbert. It's about Garrett Gilbert. Okay, you ready? I'm, I'm waiting for it. Stephen Jones said today on 105.3 The uh, 105.3 The Fan on his radio show, Andy Dalton's going to start. Oh, <laughs> here we go, man. Here we go, man. You got the man. I tell you what, man. Look. So is, you is, got is, is it another qualifier? Is this another qualifier? No, nah, this ain't no more qualifiers, man. This ain't no more qualifiers. I can't believe so it. Andy, here, man. Are you so, telling me? So, the, so if Andy Dalton starts, then all, they're all bets off. So no NFC championship, no six to ten. Nah, all of a sudden, no. Nah, I'm staying with it. I'm staying with it because you, oh, you okay. don't say that backpedal okay. too you much. Stay, you know what I'm saying? I'm staying with it, but man, but man, you know, I hate to question, you know, the top, but man. I'm telling you, when you you got to ride that wave, man. Did you see what my boy was doing out there? Gilbert was out there from snap one. It seemed like he just had the confidence and just the command of this offense. I mean, we see it. And, you know, I'm not I'm not saying he's Dak Prescott. Let's not let's pump the brake. I'm not saying he's Dak. It Prescott. sounds like but it. But the way he it sounds like but it. But the way he was playing. It's, but the way he was playing. It seemed like he was elevating the rest of his guys out there. I mean, his ball placement. It was only for the receivers out there, except for that last play when he got hit and, you know, the ball flew up in the air and Fitzpatrick picked it. But other than that, man, the guy was – I feel like he had the confidence, and it, he passed the eye test. When we when we was talking about Danucci the other day, I mean, that's night and day. That is night and day. We talked about Danucci having more career uh, passes in a real game and all that stuff. But that, that – I mean, whatever my boy did down there with the Orlando Apollos or whatever they are were down there in the AFF, it must have got him ready because he came in there and he looked good. He looked polished. I just can't believe they're uh, they're going back to the red rifle, but I got I got to stick with the ship, man. I got to go down. Got to go down with the ship if it's going down. Now, uh, Gilbert was uh, twenty-one to thirty-eight, two hundred forty-three yards, one touchdown, one interception, with a QBR of sixty-two point three. Um, this is the way I broke it down last night on uh, NBC Five here in Dallas, Fort Worth, on my TV show. I said. <laughs> Andy Dalton will get the start as he should. But <sighs> but this is November. Come December, as you start to see where this thing goes when they are out of it, then you need to be playing Garrett Gilbert because I feel like Garrett Gilbert is the guy who can be on this team in 2021. I believe Andy Dalton will find himself a job somewhere as a starter in the league and, and, and that'll be, you know, he'll be, he'll, he won't be here. But I do think that Garrett Gilbert showed you enough yesterday that he needs some more time. You need to look at him again and decide whether or not you want to lock this guy up as a backup quarterback here for, you know, a two, three year contract and get him at a million, million five. Um, that, that to me makes the most sense of how I see this going because look, the Jones family has said multiple times on their radio show they are still in this. And they are still in this. Now, do yep. I think they're going to win the division? I do not. But I don't own the team. They do. And that's their thought process. So they're going to go with Andy Dalton. But as soon as this thing is over, I think you got to go play Gary Gilbert and see exactly, see, see some more of what you got. 
You definitely do. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, uh, you know, I feel like what Gilbert did out there, I mean, he, he put his audition tape out there. He put his resume out there. I mean, this was, for him, this was an opportunity of a lifetime. I mean, you get to come in here, you're starting for the Dallas Cowboys. Look, I mean, you have nothing else to lose. You're already in there. We're down to our fourth quarterback. You know, you have, all you have is, is upside. You go out there, you play a good game, you put your resume out there, you say, you look, you look at the Cowboys and say, hey, you don't need to go out there and get you a backup quarterback. You already have what you need in the organization, organization in me right here. And he went out there, and I think he played good enough to prove that. Um, now, like you, you're right, Nui, I think we need to see maybe a game or two more before we go ahead and give him the, the job as a backup um, next year. But uh, for me, overall, I think he played pretty good. And if it's not here with the Cowboys, his audition tape, his resume can go out there to th- all the other 31 NFL teams out there who's in need of a backup quarterback. So for me, um, I think he did himself justice uh, last night on uh, on Sunday night. Listen, listen, I, I know. Listen, I know we are ready to crown Gilbert. And he, and he went out there and he looked much better than Danushi did. And, and like I said, I, I was happy to see it. But I'm, I just can't. I'm not going to give him like I feel like we're giving him the MVP of the game. And the MVP of the game was the defense, like by far. They they came out Correct. and they and they stopped Pittsburgh and they and they gave these guys a chance, you know, to make those plays throughout the game. Like the, the game could have could have been out of hand. Kellen Moore came through and he controlled the clock. They went on long drives. The defense came out there and they made plays. And oh, guess what? My MVP of the team, Mr. Goodwin, leading the special teams went out there and made some plays. <laughs> made, made, made some plays that really changed the game. Special teams was was on notice this time and it was for positive reason, not negative. So if you look at this entire game, this was a full team win. Special teams, defense and offense. Gary Gilbert, he did exactly what he needed to do to keep us in the game but in order for us to you know do what church says and, and win the division and go six to ten we have to play a complete game every single game because we lost and we played almost perfect in every on every phase of, uh, of the game so it, it's, it's gonna be a long road for us but if we, we could continue to do that and be perfect everywhere then we have a chance to do what church said but i mean that's that, that's difficult to do you yeah, said I, and I know we're going. Win. You said full team win, Danny. I know you didn't mean it that way, but yes, it was a full team. <laughs> effort, not a full team win. Oh full yeah, full, 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 full Listen, yeah, you're right. You're right. I, I feel like we won. I don't know. That's why I said it, it, I, I've never felt so good after a loss. It, feel, it feels like we won something. <laughs> and whoever says there's no such thing as a moral victory, they were absolutely wrong. Moral victories <laughs> exist, and we just got one. <laughs> and we just got no. one. <laughs> Nate Newton said on Hanging with the Boys, he was adamantly against these moral victories. He, he, he doesn't buy into it. He doesn't believe it. And Nate Newton comes from that Jimmy Johnson school, which uh, produced uh, two Super Bowl championships. And uh, once Jimmy left, they ended up winning a third with everything he built here. So I'm going to go ahead and, and side with Nate Newton. Look how far the bar has fallen. We're sitting up here celebrating. Aww. I mean, look, look no, how many yeah, all pros we lost as well. This is the Dallas but, Cowboys, but look, man. It's a Cowboys, Jackson. This is Dallas. That's my boy Nate and everything, but, man, he, he's wrong on this one. I, I don't care what he he's got not. to say. We, we got to ride this momentum. I mean, we got to take it whichever way we can. If it's in a losing effort, but we, we ended up being competitive and uh, being respectable against the number one team in the NFL, I'll take that, man. Take that momentum and wait, ride to the next wait. week, man. Church, yeah. church. Yeah. How are you guys sitting around here? I mean, this is what they're paid to do. Jerry Jones has laid out some very good dollars to 
People like Tank Lawrence, who had a good game yesterday. Tyrone Crawford, who had a good game yesterday. I mean, this is what you're supposed to do. You're not supposed to allow a team to come into your house and beat you down. You're supposed to compete. You're supposed to do what they did. Oh, hold on, oh, dude. Just no, no, we no, no, talking no, about tanking it. Come on. Get mad. Hold on. Nui, Nui, come on. Nui, Nui, hold on. You, you talking about you talking about going you talking about going against one of the number one teams in the NFL, and we on our fourth string quarterback with a makeshift offensive line and a defense that nobody thought could stop anybody, and they came out there and did exactly that, and you like, uh, yeah, this is what they paid to do. We've been watching what they were supposed to be paid to do for the entire season, and it hadn't been getting done. So now when they actually remember this, the defense played well against well enough against Washington. They played well enough against uh, Philly, and now they 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 are trending in the right direction of getting better. I'm taking this. Keep. Uh, making those steps, get I mean, you a, a quarterback in there and, and play against somebody who's not undefeated. And I think if you could keep Gilbert in there, but no, I don't, I don't, I don't know about that. Like I said, it was but, it was I a hundred percent team effort for, you, for you to get there. What I hear you, but you and Church yeah. trying to act like y'all going to Chuck E. Cheese to celebrate. That's what I don't get. That's the thing. I'm just, oh no, no, no. It ain't, it ain't that you know. I'm just I'm, I was just excited because you know mm. Nostradamus had came back. That's that. I was more excited ah. about Nostradamus, but. We're going we're gonna, we're gonna to pump the brakes a little bit on the boys. You know, it, it was definitely, it was a loss, but it was, it was, it was such a thing as a good Let me tell loss. you something. I don't know. Let me tell you something. I, I, don't, I don't think this makes any sense, all right? We've been coming on this show every week with feeling absolutely horrible about everything, seeing effort, seeing how we getting blown out, all this stuff. And then when you have something positive, albeit in a loss when we were driving on the last play of the game to score, and, and that type of loss happens to you with what we've been seeing previously, this is a positive thing. We did not win the game. But if you're looking for something to move forward, like you're looking for guys who's trying to save their jobs, special teams, coach, defensive coordinator, and all that stuff, this is something positive where you could cut on the film and you could say, hey, look, fellas, we are able to compete with any team if we come out here and we don't make it, make those mistakes and we uh, play up to our, to our ability. We can play with these guys. Th this is something that you could turn on the tape and you could have some confidence when you go into the next weeks of the season versus coming out here and getting beat by 60 and you like, hey, man, look, uh, let's throw the tape away. All right, you got some stuff you can cut on right now. And you, you got some stuff you can cut on right now going into the bye week and you say, if we, if, if we fix this, this, that, and that, we got a chance to really be competitive for the rest of the season. Uh, yeah, I, we I, got a chance. Well, check, check out Hanging I with told y'all. With, with what Nate Newton was saying today, um, it's along the lines of what you said, McCray, but at the end, he says, I'm not going to celebrate uh, moral victories. We've got to take a break. Okay, we've got to take a break. When we come back, there was one play in the game that people kept talking about over and over again, and it's been on all of our shows here on DallasCowboys.com about uh, the fourth and one where Mike McCarthy decided to kick a field goal instead of going for it. Let's dive into that next on the Players' Lounge. He's Danny McCray. He's Barry Church. I'm Newey Scruggs, and this is DallasCowboys.com Radio. Hey there, Cowboys fans. With tight cleaners at home pickup and delivery, Cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at home pickup and delivery today. 
Just like all of you, we at Seeky can't wait until we're back in the stands at full strength cheering on the Cowboys and singing along to our favorite songs again. We're using this time to make discovering, buying, and selling tickets to events in Dallas easier. Plus, every ticket purchased on SeatGeek is protected by our buyer guarantee, which means you'll get your money back or better if your event is canceled. Guaranteed. Download the SeatGeek app today, and when the time is right, let's go. SeatGeek. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. To the Players' Lounge. Hey, everybody. The Cowboys will be back at home at AT AT&T Stadium on Thanksgiving Day to take on the Washington football team. Tickets start at $89, and they're on sale now. Get yours today at DallasCowboys.com slash tickets. The Washington football team lost at home to the Giants yesterday. Alex Smith comes off the bench and he fills in for Kyle Allen, who suffered a broken ankle. He's going to miss the rest of the year. And what was telling about Ron Rivera today when he spoke to the media, he says they need to find a franchise quarterback. That basically tells me all I need to know, that the Dwayne Haskins era is done. It's finished. It's yep. over. He, he, he's not going back to Haskins. He'll play this thing out with Alex Smith. Yeah, it's a wrap for my boy uh, Haskins out there. I mean, when when they decided to go with Kyle Allen, I mean, they didn't just, you know, bench Haskins. They they threw him up under the bench. I don't even know if he came back next week to the game. So, I mean, it's it's rough out here for him right now. I mean, that, that's got to be a big-time confidence blow. You went from a first round. I believe he was a top-ten pick um, and supposed to be the franchise guy to, what, a year later? He's, you know, he's third on the depth chart behind a guy who battled back from having a broken leg. So, I mean, it's whew, it's tough right now for my boy Haskins, but we'll see. Maybe he'll get up out of Washington and, and turn into a better quarterback, but who knows? Let, let me tell you something with, with Haskins. All right, the, the word out on Haskins is, you know, the guy was lazy. He wasn't doing what he was supposed to do as, a, as, as, as the supposed franchise quarterback putting in that type of work. And when, when, when the coach gives you that confidence and they put their job on the line by putting you out there and that's the type of stuff that you give them in return by them being able to figure it out and see that you're not studying and picking this stuff and, and that's the reason why you're not picking this stuff up, yeah, they got to put you far back like that, man, because you didn't respect the position that they have, so they don't have to respect uh, respect the position that, that they tried to give you. So, you know, you lost the respect of the coaching staff, so, I mean, it's, it's, it, it should be the end of the Dwayne Haskins era there. Let me back up what you just said there, Danny McCray, here on the Players' Lounge, brought to you by Hotels.com. Your head coach is out here getting cancer treatments. 
he's putting his life on the line to be out here and coach football. And for anybody to sit around here and say, hey, Alex Smith is the first quarterback in the building and not you, Dwayne Haskins, that's not good. So I hit up a buddy of mine who covers the team. And um, I, I said, he almost, I, I said, so Ron has no time for Haskins anymore. He says, nope. Pretty obvious. Then I hit him back. I said, almost sounds like he's offended by Haskins. Is his work ethic that bad? And he hits back. He says, he doesn't listen, thinks criticism is hating. Ouch. Okay. That's that, there you yeah. go. Ouch. Man, that's that young mentality, man. To just, you know, these younger players coming in the league nowadays, you know, feeling entitled. Like, yeah, I was a first-round pick, so, you know, I, I deserve every type of chance I need to get, and this is my team. I mean, you, you got to earn the respect of your teammates, your coaches. It's not just what you do on the field, man. So, that's just the mentality that this younger generation has now. Yeah, that, 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 that's the type of attitude you can have if you out there balling. <laughs> if you out there sticking it up, <laughs> no, no, sir, because because they got they got they got like specific stuff that they can point at for reasons why that you you may be sucking. Even if that's not the reason, like they have to assume that that's what it is. So you know, you you get you put that stuff out there on film, and you put that stuff out there, you know, for for people to see that you're not really working hard, and you kind of got you know what was coming to you. So that's uh, that's the latest from Washington, the next Cowboys home game. Cowboys are on a bye next week. Then after the bye week, they head up to Minnesota. You are checking out the Players' Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com. I'm Newey Scruggs, longtime Cowboys reporter, joined by former Cowboys players Danny McRae and Barry Church. We are in our SWBC Mortgage virtual home studios. So uh, a big topic of conversation happened at near the end of the third quarter, about 217 left. Cowboys have a fourth and one at the 22 of the Steelers, and Mike McCarthy decides to kick a field goal. They make the field goal. They go up uh, 19 to nine. I had no issues with that call at all. One of the things that I I said is, look, uh, this is an offensive line. This is not even the offensive line you thought you were going to have 60 minutes before the football game. You had your rookie center, Tyler Biotish, go out with a hamstring injury, and Stephen Jones says he's going to miss a couple of weeks. So you, you got an offensive line that, I'm sorry, it's not the dudes you've come to know and love with the Cowboys. You got one guy out here who, who's a ball, who, who's a legitimate pro bowler. That is uh, your right tackle, Zach Martin. So when he said, man, I'm going to go ahead and kick it, I had no problems with it because I looked at the offensive line and said, who do I, if I'm going to bet right now, who am I going to bet on? The Steelers D-line or the Cowboys O-line? I'd be, I'd be going with the Cowboys. Uh, I mean, I'd be going with the Steelers D-line to stop me. So I had no problems with them kicking that field goal. McCray, what do you say? Yeah, I mean, I thought it made sense. I mean, you if you look at the other side of, uh, you know, what you were going against, you see Watt out there and then you see uh, Hayward, who was who was having having a, a time with with our offensive line. So I think it made sense. You go about two scores. I mean, why not? Like you, you plan to win the game. Your defense is playing OK. So you get them a chance to go out there, you know, and make some stops. I, I, I don't have any problem with it. This is not one of the instances where I would say that Mike McCarthy made a bad coaching decision. I thought it was I thought it was cool either way. Yeah, for me, I look. We were talking about this in the in the studio uh, before the post game show, and we kind of talked about the same thing. You know, would you have gone for it, or would you have kicked the field goal? Uh, for me, you know, I thought it was a good call, but if I was on the sidelines coaching, if Nostradamus was out there, 
I would have went for it. I mean, look, I, I understand, you know, your defense was playing decent or pretty good against the against the Steelers, and you can add points to add to that lead and, and all that good stuff. But to me, I think you, you, you got to go with your all-pro running back, and you go right behind your all-pro guard in Zach Martin, and you try to salt this game away. I mean, look, I, you know, at the end of the day, was he wrong for the call? No. But I would have tried to salt it away going behind um, – Going behind uh, Zach Martin, because look, even if you have a 10 point lead in the fourth, I mean, you're not playing against Danny Dimes back there at the quarterback. You're going against Ben Roethlisberger. And this guy we've known can heat up at any time with that explosive offense. So for me, I would have tried to salt the game away, but I can understand why I kicked the field goal. Now, now I'm going to throw this out here because I, I've heard several people come back. And, hey, you got Zach Martin. Think they weren't going to maybe throw Cam Hayward out there? Throw something. You think they weren't going to say, hey, look, we think they're going to run behind this dude. Let's load up right here. Because we don't believe they're going to run behind Carter Williams. Oh, no. First of all, Carter Williams had one of the worst games I've ever seen. But we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to right. Carter Williams here in a little so, bit. So on your fourth down me, play, I, you, you say run behind Zach. And I'm telling you, if the Steelers are going to sit up here and say, yeah, we, if they're going to run, we're going to go up here. Let's figure out a way to, to, to plug up this hole on 70. But this is where we think they're going to go. We think they're going to go over here to the right, not to the left. And, and, and so I'm just saying, I think the Steelers would have stopped that thing. That's when you got to have belief in your players. I mean, you, you got an all pro guard right there. You got an all pro running back. We know he hasn't been and running just, like what, that just uh, recently. But, but it's you, just more than I think, one. I think you got to believe in your front, players, man. man. He did. He believed in his right kicker there. and his defense. He believed in his kicker and his defense. And, you know, and his defense, and, and, and earned, his defense had earned that at this point in time of the game, too. They had, well, earned, that. They well, had, they had earned that. But, but you're also going against Ben Roethlisberger, <laughs> too. Like, you got a chance to salt this thing away. I just don't think you give yeah. him a chance. And I, the, that's, okay. It's a tough call. It wasn't going to be salted call. away. It wasn't going to be salted away. The, that's the thing. The, the touchdown, okay, the only, they would not have salted it away. Oh, the the put it, it, say, put it, it would have put it out there, though. The only thing it's I say for you, Steelers, Church, man. is, the, is, ahead, is ben, Roethlisberger, ben Roethlisberger is out there. And, I, and, I, and, you know, as much praise as I gave our defense, I think one of the worst things that happened was us stopping the run. Because... Uh, you know, our pass defense was, was put on notice last night. Again, uh, Claypool was dropping all type of passes. Ben Roethlisberger was a little bit off. But when he came down to it uh, and they really needed to throw the ball, it was like they couldn't miss. Uh, so I feel you, Church, you know, saying that Ben Roethlisberger was back there. You just had to watch the defense and see the performance to say at some point in time, Ben, ben Roethlisberger and Claypool and all those guys, they were going to start connecting. So I can feel that, but I would still go up two scores. And you know what? All right. I, you know, I'll, I'll give it to y'all because you know what? We would have had, and I'm sure we'll get we'll get to this after the break. But I'm sure we would have had a stop right there, hadn't it been for some of the dumbest penalties I've ever stay seen there. in my life. But I'm sure we'll get we'll, we'll get stay, to that after the there. break. S stay there, exactly right. Because as much grief as people were giving McCarthy about the fourth and one, I'll tell you where I felt the game got away and how Ben Roethlisberger and company got on a roll. We'll do that next on the Players Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com right here on DallasCowboys.com radio. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. 
Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Hey there, Cowboys fans. With Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery today to the Players Lounge. Hey, the 2020 PBR Unleashed the Beast World Finals will be AT&T Stadium this Thursday through Sunday. All right, don't miss a second of the action. Get your tickets now at PBR.com or SeatGeek.com. That's professional bull riders getting it on here. You are in the Players Lounge. All right, so we are brought to you by Hotels.com. I'm Newey Scruggs, longtime Cowboys reporter, joined by Barry Church and Danny McCray. So, gentlemen, let's go back here. We were talking about the fourth and one, where McCarthy decides to go up by two possessions and kick a field goal, making it 19-9. to So, the Steelers get the football back. There is a third and ten at the Pittsburgh 45-yard line. Actually, yes, and um, the Cowboys stop. But then there's a penalty on Jalen Smith here. Mm, and mm, boom, mm. there you go. Next thing you know, they end up uh, going down the field and, and getting a touchdown. And remember the uh, other play they had? Uh, fumble. They had a fumble, and then Jalen got a call for a penalty there. That led to points. So Jalen's two penalties in this football game basically cost the Cowboys um, 10 points. They led to 10 Don't points. Don't forget Vanderish. I mean, you're getting off the field on third down. Getting off the field on third down, and then you had then, then you had the hands to the face, then you had Van Der Esch with the stupid play. But but your defense, yeah, you know, here's the guys that, that Mike McCarthy said, you know what, D, you guys been playing well, let's kick this and let's see where we go. Your D and two guys that you were counting on here, one guy you just paid sixty-three million dollars, another guy you made a first round pick out of, these two guys had plays in this football game which helped the Steelers. That was the one thing you couldn't do. You couldn't help them. The Cowboys D helped them despite doing all they could here. And that's why a guy like Nate Newton was talking about no moral victories because here the Cowboys still out here shooting themselves in the foot. We didn't even got to the turnovers that the offense created in, these, in this football game. Yeah, this was, this, was, this was a brutal one for me. I mean, uh, you had them going. It seemed like Mike McCarthy had made the right call by kicking the field goal um, and relying on his defense. And it seemed like he did the right thing because his defense had showed up. And like you said, on that third down, um, they had got him off the field, but it's it's about situational awareness and where you are on the field, man. And you got to realize what down and distance is. 
My guy went in there willy-nilly, throwing his hands up, trying to block the pass. I get it. You're putting that effort in there. But you just got to understand where you are, and you got to see everything around you. He hit him in the head with, in the, with the hands to the face or whatever it was, roughing the passer. Yep. That extended the play. And you got to know the rules. I mean, you're not a rookie out here. You're a veteran. You're a captain. That's the, you're a captain of this defense, supposed to be the leader. And then you get a, 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 a cheap, you know, pass interference call. But you got to know the rules. He was past five yards. You can't put your hands on a, on a receiver after that. You give him a chuck trying to reroute him or something, and, and he ends up going down. It's, it's, it's costful, super costful for your defense and your team. And if you want to go out there and beat these, you know, number one ranked teams and all that other stuff, you got to play a perfect game. You got to play a sound game. You got to play a smart game. And that's just something that we didn't do on the defensive side of the ball. McCray, I'll let you hit that uh, LVE one because that was that was just as dumb as this uh, Jalen Smith penalties. Yeah, you, listen, and uh, yeah, listen, I, I understand the frustration with the whole Jalen Smith thing. Uh, Sometimes those things happen. All right, so some some of the best pass rushers and all that, some of them run in there and, and you know and they give an effort and, and you know sometimes the, the hand hits the face mask and you know they protecting the quarterback these days. Sometimes that type of stuff happens. Now you know at the time the timing was horrible, but I mean I, I'm not I'm not gonna kill Jalen Smith for that. And, and his rerouting penalty, you know he was maybe a yard or so too far. You know Claypool was off balance and he fell and you know he, he drew the penalty. It was it, it was a it was a, a, a bad thing to do. But I'm not going to kill him for that one either. He, he was trying to, to reroute the receiver to help out the secondary. You know, he, should, he shouldn't have done it, but I'm not going to kill him for that one. I, I don't really just think it was that dumb. Now, compared to LVEs, I did not understand that at all. You tackle the dude, and, you, and he's trying to get you off of him. You, you already know that you're pushing your weight on him, and you're not getting off him as quickly as you need to. And he felt disrespected. The dude pushed you. And you push him in the helmet. I, I, it, it don't it, like it don't make no sense. It wasn't it, it wasn't as bad as the dude from Chicago, but it was it was almost as costly. Like you, you guys are rolling at this point, and then all of a sudden you start racking up penalties. This was not an effort penalty like Jalen Smith's. This was not a technique penalty like Jalen Smith's. This was just a dumb penalty, and that, that's why I think that one was worse than, than Jalen's as far as decision making. It just it's something that you could have one hundred percent avoided, and it didn't have anything to do with the actual play on the field so I think that that one was worse than the two that Jalen did but like you said in this press conference he does have to come in and take accountability for it because he's not coached up to do those type of things it was a mistake you were playing hard and you and you and you made a mistake and you just got to own it you can't help a team like the Steelers out and in the fourth quarter the Cowboys helped them that's how the Steelers ended up uh, scoring 15 points and getting the win I also want to flip it back over here to the offense the offense is still out here committing more turnovers than anyone in the National Football League. You had a fumble by C.D. Lamb, and then you had the Cowboys in the red zone, and Garrett Gilbert throws a interception to meet Mika Fitzpatrick in the back of the end zone, and you simply can't do that. And uh, you can say, well, maybe this was on Kellen Moore, run the football take the points but then again I laugh at that a little bit because I heard some people talking about that as well saying you know what you got to protect your quarterback don't sit around here and let him throw the ball well if you're going to go for it on fourth and one and you want to be aggressive what's the same what's the difference here I mean if you try to be aggressive go be aggressive you, they, they try to be conservative then they try to be aggressive so so there you go but the the problem for Gilbert and this is a young guy making his first start and you can't really beat him up but your job is to try to make sure you secure an opportunity to kick a field goal. If they kick that field goal, then that final possession is not about a touchdown. The final possession is about trying to get Greg Zerline in a range to kick a field goal. And who knows, maybe they end up winning that game. But at the same time, 
I come back to this. It's why the Steelers are undefeated and why the Cowboys are 2-7. and seven. These are the reasons. You don't do the things you need to do, the other team does. And that's how, that's how winning and losing is dictated in the National Football League. Anu, you're completely right. Um, offensively, I mean, look, we, we had it right there, and we and we gave the game away. I mean, look at the 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 last time we played turnover-free football on the offensive side of the ball was Week One against uh, the Los Angeles Rams, and that was the only yep. game that we were kind of in in besides this game. That's the only game we were really in, and uh, we were playing turnover-free football for a while until you know C.D. Lamb you know coughed it up, and even then we were still in the game until that last turnover uh, with Mika Fitzpatrick. So. As a, as, a, as a team that's not, you know, they're minus all their all pros, they're minus this and that and all these injuries, for the most part, you're going to have to play perfect game and turning the ball over is not going to help that. And we ended up giving this one away to Pittsburgh. Yeah, that was, it, it, it was tough because, like I said, you know, all three phases at, at one point, they were, paying, they were playing outstanding and, and they were doing everything they needed to do to keep us in the game. Albeit, like I said, if, if this was the game for us to beat a big time team, Philly, I mean, uh, uh, the Steelers coming in here, you know, with an undefeated record, trying to avoid a letdown and all that stuff and all that playing into it. This was the time for us to do it. And we did. Like I said, we played well and I'm giving it a moral victory. But the fact that we could have actually won the game, it doesn't hurt as much as those ones in the past. But like I said, I'm optimistic now because I know that we can actually play better, even with the guys that we have out there on the field. As long as Kellen calls a game, calls a good game, uh, special teams, good game, and defense, good game. As long as they call good games and put these guys in position to make plays we have a chance to go out there and, and, and at least at least do something to you know to, to stay competitive it sounds like you're moving towards the uh six and ten realm man are you coming over here with your boy no 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 absolutely absolutely not because this, this is this is one game <laughs> of, this is one game of the season where where we have been able to say that you know all three phases you know for the most part Play, played uh played well you know like I said we still gave gave away two turnovers you know CD Lamb you know and, and and the pick at the end but you know outside of that th- these guys play they played outstanding really and uh I, I don't see that happening week in and week out but I'm, you know, I hope it does but uh you know that it, it's tough it's tough to, to duplicate that especially you know I, I'm sure they had a little little bit extra going in there knowing that they were playing against the Steelers undefeated team and they had to had the chance to knock those guys off they won't be doing that every week I, I will um, say this. Speak, speak, speaking of somebody that played out of their mind, um, Neville Gallimore. I, I don't know if you guys, I mean, watched that, but he he played yes. an amazing game on that defensive line. I mean, I see like that that, that Poe Dontari Poe. It was like a cloud over. He, he just what? It was like a stopper for for Neville Gallimore, just keeping him under wraps. But now that he's gone, he, they shipped him on up out of here. Neville Gallimore played a heck of a game, and he was going against arguably one of the top centers in the National Football League. And uh, Marquise Pouncey, and he was throwing him around like a rag doll out there. So if we can continue to get that effort from Neville Gallimore, maybe uh, winning more of his one-on-ones out there, opening things up for D-Law and the rest of the boys. I didn't think I'd ever say that. Somebody else besides D-Law opened things <laughs> up for D-Line. But, I mean, he, he, played, he played a phenomenal game out there, and uh, hopefully he can keep that going for the, right. for the rest of the season. Right. Randy Gregory, too. But tell me this. Are, 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 you, are you about to take the MVP from my dude, CJ, uh, after one game? Because – no, 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 no. CJ, CJ has been playing lights out special teams wise this whole season. We saw it. Not only did he take that uh, return back, but I mean, he, he was making gunner plays out there left and right. So, I mean, CJ to me is, is still the MVP, man. Gallimore had that hit on Ben Roethlisberger that ended up uh, 
he had to go to the locker room because his knee his knee had uh, took took a lick out there. So Gallimore showing the fight that you want. Randy Gregory showing the fight that you want. But Church six and ten is not going to happen as long as the Cowboys keep going into these football games and giving the ball away. I mean, you just simply cannot do this. And nobody in the NFL right now gives it away more than the Cowboys. And also, I'll flip onto this. Um, yesterday, that game between the Steelers and the Cowboys, it came down to the red zone. The Steelers converted uh, 2 of 3. Dallas was 0 of 2. And oh, my boy Nate always has that saying, the more field goals you kick, the more opportunities you're going to have to lose. And the Cowboys have got to start getting, uh, get, getting those red zone conversions and just stop giving the football away. And if that doesn't happen, they, they, they can't beat Minnesota. You're not going to be able to beat Baltimore or Cincinnati or other teams on your schedule because you're allowing teams to hang in there and you're giving teams possessions and you just can't do that in this league, especially when your football team is down significant Pro Bowl players like the Cowboys are. You know, I, you, you are right about that. I will say we do have to do a better job of taking care of the football. I mean, we know defensively we're not going to go out there and take the ball away all like that. So as an offense, we got to take better care of it. And you're also right about the red zone. I mean, we're walking too many times. We've, we've gotten to that red zone and we're walking away with field goals instead of touchdowns. And, and against teams like Pittsburgh, you can't do that. You're going to have to go up there and match touchdowns for touchdowns. But I will say this, offensively, we were better on third down. I believe we were 8 of 17, so almost 50% on third down, which is a good number. That means that we're extending these drives and keeping our defense off the field. So if we can keep doing that, uh, hopefully these red zone numbers turn around. And, hey, you never know. 6 and 10, it, it's looking like it's on the horizon. It's, look, it's right over there. It's reachable. It's reachable. I'm telling Listen, you. I, I I'm gonna repeat. I'm gonna repeat this, and I'm gonna repeat this for for the, for the entirety of the season. There are two people on the field that you have to get the ball in their hands. I'm sure you guys know this by now. One of them is named Amari Cooper, and one of them is named Ezekiel Elliott. Get the ball in their hands. The the whole. I think the whole game plan. Everything changed when you can get the ball in 19's hands. The defense has to play different when they see that he's involved. He actually goes out there and makes plays, opens it up for other people. And I seen that they put him in the slot, got him a good matchup that he wanted, and get and uh, you know and, and Gilbert delivered a good ball. And, and w once I saw that, I figured that we had a chance to do do something offensively. And I hope they continue to do so because when you don't have them involved, our offense is is anemic. Let me let me ask y'all right. both a quick question, real, real quick question, real quick. I know we, we got short on time here, but do y'all believe that Tony Pollard earned the right to scrape a couple carries off of uh, Ezekiel Elliott's workload? No, I, I, I don't. I, I think I, I, I think I think I think. See, this is what happens, right? Because if you, if you look at any team that plays, you can see, watch the Minnesota Vikings, and then Dalvin Cook will go in there and get stuffed on, on second down, and then Madison to come in and break off a 12-yard run. That does not mean that Madison is better than Dalvin Cook. Sometimes the play just doesn't open up like that. Fowler did exactly what he was supposed to do in, in his, in his, uh, when, when he got the opportunity to, but he's not Ezekiel Elliott. I, you know, so, I mean, I, I would continue to do the same thing that they've been doing, but I want to see Ezekiel Elliott be featured much more than I, I want to see Tony Pollard. I agree with what you said, McCray. I'll add this. I'm no doctor. I haven't had a chance to ask Ezekiel Elliott this. But I do wonder, could there be some effects from having COVID-19? Could there be? Ooh. Because we're seeing a guy who's not performing at the level we thought. I'm looking at Cam Newton. Once Cam Newton had come back from, from COVID-19, I'm not seeing a player perform at the level we thought. And you just hear average citizens tell you how it affects them. 
Well, how the heck is it affecting professional athletes? And you're trying to go out here and compete in the NFL at the highest level. I, I, I wonder. I'm no doctor. I just do wonder because we've seen Ezekiel Elliott play at a much better rate. There are times where we're seeing him block and guys are blasting Zeke. That's not the guy that we've seen in the National Football League this year. Just my, That's true. Just Very my opinion. true. Just my he looked opinion. faster yesterday. I was, uh, even with the hamstring thing, sometimes I thought he was Tony Pollard out there. He looked he looked quicker. He looked faster, like he was hitting the holes. And maybe it was the way that they were spreading them out, and it was a little easier for them to read. But he 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 didn't look like he was injured yesterday. So I mean, I, hopefully they, the bye week helps, and they they pick it up coming in uh, playing against Minnesota and, and and keep this up. All right, gentlemen. Um, so according to the boss man uh, Derek Eagleton, the head omega in charge, we are not going to do this show with each other the rest of the week so we're going through uh, how many how many days are we doing the show this week now this church i think it's know? just tuesday wednesday i think it's just okay, tuesday, just wednesday, tuesday wednesday, wednesday. I, yeah yep okay so the players lounge on on the next two days will be with jesse holly and everson walls somebody please help everson <laughs> good luck his internet help everson with the internet <laughs> everson out here talking and say he can't hear nobody so he's just gonna go ahead and talk so somebody help everson with the internet <laughs> Jesse, Jesse's going to come in here and tell me how good his ribs are that he makes in a crock pot versus my ribs on the grill. So, so that's what the players' lounge will be over the next two days. Uh, where, can, where can everybody find you two guys? What shows will you be in? Uh, I'll be, um, I believe I'm on The, the Break, um, Derek's uh, main show, I believe. So I'll be on there at 1130, I believe. And right after that, I'll be on Hanging with the Boys with Shannon, Rob, and Ambar. <laughs> Okay. okay. All right. I'll be tuning in. So I'm gonna definitely tune so, into so, this players' lounge though. That's gonna be funny. <laughs> <laughs> so Y'all uh, <laughs> be nice. Be nice. Chris Beam, our producer. We appreciate you, Chris Beam. Jesse, <laughs> Jesse, Jesse Holly, and Everson Walls tomorrow. Danny McRae, Barry Church on various shows. So so hang with us. We'll be back together on Monday, okay? So next Monday, we'll be back here on the Players' Lounge. See you tomorrow at 2.30, everybody. Have a great day. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!